Ephesians chapter 5, I'm reading one verse of scripture this morning. This is our theme for 2020. It states, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Again, Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. This warning emphasized here, and by the way, those of you who were a part of our Sunday school series a couple of years ago, when we looked at New Testament commands, in that series we uh, stated there are over 900 commands in the New Testament. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And we spent some time looking at those different, uh, not all of them, but some of those commands. Well, this falls in that category where we are told, redeeming the time because the days are evil. This warning emphasizes the need to walk carefully in this life and comes with a reason for heeding the admonition. You see, we'll not only consider the Scripture's command, but also look at the importance of obeying it. So with that in mind, we consider two things this morning, starting out with the first, the instruction for redeeming the time. The Scripture says, redeeming the time. That idea of redeeming the time doesn't mean to buy time. Time is a gift of God, and each of us have the same amount of time. 365 days in a year, 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. However you want to break it down, we all have the same amount of time available to us. So if it's not saying to buy time, what are we being told here? What we are to do is to use the time given to us for things that are of value. This means two things. Consider, first of all, we are to be wise. You know, we're to use our time wisely and not waste it. We do not have to redeem or buy what we already have. When we're born into this world, we're born into time. Time exists here with or without us. And since we don't have to do a single thing to obtain time, this means we have to use our time wisely to the best of our abilities. So we're to be wise in the handling of our time. Time, like everything else we have, should be seen for what it is, a gift from God. James 1.17 tells us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. So the time we have afforded to us, not only this day, but every day until the Lord calls us home, is a gift from Him. And we ought to value that gift and use it wisely. Well, we note that with every gift comes a choice as to how we're going to use it, and by the way, that choice is ours. We choose, each and individually, how we are going to use our time. Now, you can sit around and waste time engaging in activity and conversation that is of little or no value, or we can use time wisely by keeping our thoughts and hands busy in our work, in our walk, in our worship, in our witness, the things that we do with our time. Demonstrate, reveal our commitment to the Lord and our worship of Him. 
Now that doesn't mean we have to be in church every minute of the day, every day of the week, every day of the year. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that wisdom in redeeming time leads us to follow the example set by our Lord about being busy doing that which is of benefit not only to ourselves but to others. Jesus said in John 5, 17, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. And again in chapter 17, verse 6, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What's interesting is Jesus didn't start a task or start the work that his Father gave him to do and then walk away from it or set aside. He finished what he started. God gave him a task and he saw it through. That's the act or the mark of a wise person. And God gives us that example to follow, being wise in our daily activities. Now, on the other hand, the foolish will not use their time wisely, but they'll follow the example of those who are lazy, those who are unproductive, For example, Proverbs 18, verse 9 tells us, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. To be lazy is to waste the time God has given us. It's to not do what God has given us to do. Romans 12, 11 says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You know that God wants us to be busy doing that which is beneficial for us, that which will be productive, that which will bring forth eternal rewards. Of course, every one of us like to stand before the Lord on the, the, the judgment time when we stand before the Bema seat and hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We'd like to be the recipients of the crowns that, he, or that are going to be distributed that day, those crowns that will be given to those who walk with him, serve him, and uh, fear him faithfully. What a joy to know that we can be a part of that number, well, let me, let me back up. What a joy to know we will be a part of that number. And a joy to know that we could be recipients of those crowns. It's going to depend upon our service for the Lord. What we have done in serving Him in this life. So we have the choice to use time wisely or to use time foolishly. To be productive or to be wasteful. Redeeming the time emphasizes this idea of being wise in the use of our time. You've heard of an author named Washington Irving. He's considered to be the first great American writer who became internationally known. And his best works were written just after the War of 1812. And they were published both in America and England. And one of his most famous stories is that of Rip Van Winkle tells the story of a lazy man who does almost anything to avoid work. Eventually, Van Winkle wanders out into the mountains and falls asleep for 20 years. When he returns, he gets into trouble because he doesn't know the American Revolution has taken place and King George III has been replaced by President George Washington. Ironically, this favorite story about laziness and sleep was produced by Irving in a marathon 
all-night writing session. So it wasn't the work of a lazy man, but the description, if you will, of a lazy man. But would you agree with me today we have an epidemic of laziness? The values of hard work and diligence are so commonly praised and commanded in Scripture, but are often nullified or mocked by our society today. People search for a shortcut to success. People are looking for opportunities to do what they want without regard to, uh, for others. Using our time wisely, as I said, will not only be beneficial to us, but to the service of God and the good of others. In 2020, as we seek to redeem the time we ought to be determined we will walk wisely in these coming days. Someone has said you always have time for the things you put first. Let's make sure we put first good use of our time. But not only that, we said this, uh, this thought has two meanings. The second is that not only are we to be wise, but we're to be ready. How many times have we looked back at a situation and said, I wish I'd taken advantage of the opportunity when I had the chance. It might have been in regard to employment, finances, education, interpersonal relationships, or some other matter. But how many times have we looked back on something with regret because we didn't take the opportunity that stood before us? More disappointing, though, would be missed opportunities related to our walk, with the Lord. How many times have I, have I said or you said, I wish I'd witnessed to that person. I wished I'd taken more time to talk to them. I wish I'd spent more time in prayer. How many of us look back on 2019 saying, wow, I wish I'd been more diligent about Bible reading. I could have read through my entire Bible in a year, but I missed that opportunity. Can I encourage you? 2019 is gone. Nothing we can do about that. But 2020 is upon us. And today we can determine we are going to use our time wisely. And we're going to take advantage of the opportunities set before us from this day forward. All too often, people miss the opportunity to use their time wisely by blaming their circumstances. How frequently do we or others refer to days as being a good day or a bad day. I've already heard that this morning. I'm not saying that to be critical. It's just, it's just part of our, our way of communicating and thinking about, well, you know, some days things go better than others. You know, every day is a good day. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That doesn't mean God made a bad day. What it means is I'm more focused on myself and my circumstances than the goodness of God. Now, I'm not picking on you because I'm in the same boat here. What I'm telling you is we get our eyes focused on ourselves and we miss the opportunity to look up and see the work that God is doing not only in and through us, but for those around us. We have an opportunity to see the blessing of God, not only in our lives, but the lives of others. And how many times do we overlook it? Because all the further we can see is right there. 
That's what's important. What's happening between my nose and the back of my head. How sad for us to look back and say, I did it again. Missed another opportunity. You know, being overly focused on ourselves, our interests, our desires can cause us to miss open doors the Lord places in front of us. You know, the Apostle Paul spoke of open doors, doors of opportunity that come open to us. And there are many, many stories just in the business world alone of people who had a chance, had an opportunity, had the the choice presented to them to invest or to purchase or do something, and they chose not to. And then it turned out to be a, a terrible, terrible decision. How many times do we as Christians look back and say, wow, that was a bad decision not to take advantage of talking to that person about Christ. You see, we redeem the time because it is the context in which the Lord blesses, tests, encourages, and challenges us. That's the realm in which we live. We live in time. There's coming a day when time will be no more and we'll spend an eternity with the Lord. What a blessing that is. But for now, God deals with us in the parenthesis, in the parameter of time. And rather than getting upset because things aren't going our way, spend time looking at what God is doing and be grateful for all the things he sends our way. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason reason for the hope uh, that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready to take advantage of the opportunities that come our way. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. You see, we're to redeem the opportunities to live righteously and godly, to witness for Christ, to be diligent in our work, to set an example of commitment for others, to be faithful to God and family, to speak up for Christ and for righteousness, and to pray instead of allowing our time to be idled away. There's nothing wrong with personal activities, but certainly... We ought not to let those activities steal away the hours. Someone has said the future is a time when you wish you had done what you aren't doing right now. Another has said if you keep waiting for tomorrow, you'll just stack up a lot of empty yesterdays. Redeeming the time is being wise with our time but being ready and open to the opportunities God places in front of us. Yes, we have the instruction here to redeem our time. But what about the importance? Why is it so important? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. This refers to all evil that confronts us as we walk day by day. The challenge is that evil is increasing 
in the world. The world is not getting better, it's getting worse. I know for decades people were promoting the idea of our moving, our society moving toward a utopic society. The idea will get to the place where there's no more sickness, there's no more crime, there's no more poverty, thinking that everything is just going to get better and better and better. But beloved, if you look around, we see the days are growing worse and worse and worse. Why? Because of the evil that is taking place around us and the evil that's prevalent in the heart of man. Psalm 74 verse 23 warns us, Forget not the voice of thine enemies, the tumult of those that rise up and increaseth continually. It's not going to get better. You know, for those of us who who bemoan the days of of yesteryear and say, Oh man, I, I, I wish... I wish it was, it's not going to be like that. It's never going to be today like it was yesterday. And tomorrow won't be like today. Beloved, things are getting worse all around us. Aren't you glad the Lord's promised he's coming again? Aren't you glad he hasn't left us without hope in this wicked and perverse generation in which we find ourselves? What a joy to know we have the hope that he is coming again. You know, we sing the song in the sweet by and by, and yes, we're looking forward to that. But we have to deal with the nasty now and now, and we can't let that discourage us. No, we redeem the time and take advantage of the opportunities because things are evil, and they are getting worse, and we need to do all we can can while we can to serve the Lord and get the message of Christ uh, the saving message of Christ to others because there's so much evil in the world we have to be alert to keep from falling and failing you're familiar with this verse of scripture in first Peter 5 verse 8 it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about Seeking who he might bless, benefit, encourage? No. What? Devour. You know that. He's not in the business of making life easy for anybody. He seeks to destroy all whom he is able. We as God's people have to be aware of that. We have to be alert. Therefore, we should walk circumspectly, carefully, cautiously in this life. Not fearfully. You know, the Bible never tells us to fear the devil or flee from him. No, it tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. What a blessing to know. We don't have to fear Satan. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We already have the victory being more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a promise in God's word. So we don't need to be fearful going through life, but we do need to be alert to what's going on around us so we're not taken unaware. Jesus warned Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. That's why Paul writes in Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the trickery, the chicanery. Satan's been at it for a long time. 
He has a pretty big bag of tricks. We, as God's children, need to be on the watch for all these things. We have to be alert to live righteously and to bear a clear testimony for Christ. You know, a lot of times you hear people say when you ask, well, what are you doing? And their response is, just killing time. No, the correct response is time is killing you. When we're wasting time, when we're not redeeming our time, when we're not alert to what is going on around us, we are opening ourselves up to the attacks of the devil. Benjamin Franklin is credited with saying, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for it is the stuff of which life is made. Yeah, so true. You know, another thought adding to the significance of the importance of this command, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Greek word for um, redeem used here, it's found only four times in the New Testament and has two distinct senses. Twice in connection with what we're talking about, our use of our time, and twice in connection with Christ's work in regard to the redemption of mankind. We knew the word means purchase. We are to recognize the value of the time God has given us. But notice this, Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. And then again in Galatians 4, 5, the second time we see this word used, to redeem them that are under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Oh, do you see the significance of this word? I don't believe it's doing harm to the scripture to say because Paul is using this word in these two settings, he's telling us to redeem our time, to value our time, has a similar, if not the same, significance of our Lord redeeming mankind. Christ thought it essential, absolutely necessary to die on the cross for the salvation of mankind. I believe the scripture indicates it is essential for us as God's children to use our time wisely. Just as Christ's death on the cross made it possible for mankind to find peace with God, how we use our time may very well impact another person's eternal destiny. If if the universe revolved around us as individuals and we were the only things that mattered, what we did what we do with our time is of no concern. But if Christ is the focus of our life and the love of our heart, then what we do ought to be such that it pleases him. And we ought to follow the example he has given us in scripture. In 2020, I trust we'll do our best to redeem the time. Why? Number one, he said so. But number two, because the days are evil Take a moment and think about 
where we waste time and see if we can correct it. The call of the hour is to redeem time. Colossians 4, 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Someone has said time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. That's why it's so important to redeem the time. God is the creator, the possessor of time, and we are the stewards of the time which he has given us. One day we'll answer to God for what we did with every second of every day. This can be a sobering thought because we easily waste so much time. But it can also be a motivating thought for we can have joy in knowing God has given us today and right now we can serve him and do that which he has given us to do. Yes, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it.